day, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Risky Rollers podcast. I'm Dalton. I'm here with Lockie. Hello, everybody. And we're joined with Lawrence. Hi, everyone. Lawrence is a mate of ours, again, from our local club, and uh, I think Lockie and I are both in consensus, probably one of the, the more competitive players in the group. Look, let's let's all be honest. Um, Lawrence is the filthy meta chaser of the club. <laughs> I'm not really sure, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sorry. How many points of admec have you just? Uh, just taken yeah. <laughs> and then bef- and then before that, it was uh, how much Harley's did you buy? Uh, just you know. <laughs> no more Harley's. No, no I, more Harley's. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, I um, think it's good. I don't think it's a bad thing. I yeah. I love and, it. And and in all seriousness, I I generally think Lawrence is if if not the best, then one of the best actual players in the group as well. Yeah, hands down. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, for thank sure. you for that, boys. Um, so today we're going to be discussing uh, a couple of Lawrence's armies, which are two ends of the power spectrum, Yes. which are, of course, the Admech, as we mentioned, which are pretty indisputably the most powerful army in the game. And then competing with bottom spot with probably Gene Stealer Colts are the Knights. The Imperial Knights. Imperial Knights, um, which... Is your first army, I believe. Yeah, that's very yeah. true. So we'll be getting, yeah. So we'll be getting into that a bit, um, and sort of the difference between the two. And we're also going to talk then a bit more about competitive play as a whole. What uh, what draws people to play it, and then how does that interact with playing in like a, a local friendly club or, or what we tend to call a casual meta. So before we get into all of that, I'll mention Dice Arcade. There's a discount code Risky Rollers to grab an extra discount on top of their prices. So check them out. Check out our Discord, our Patreon, you know the drill by now. On Insta, you can see all of the upcoming things we're working on, uh, including by the time this is out, probably a few posts on Infinity stuff as well. Yeah! We're super keen to get into. So pumped for that. And make sure to, on whatever platform you're listening to us on, whether that be YouTube or one of the many audio hosting platforms, uh, drop us a, a review or a follow or whatever's relevant there. Uh, it does really help the algorithm and means that we can be focusing more on, on the podcast and bringing better content out. So, getting into the podcast today then, uh, podcast proper, I'd like to start off by asking, what have we all been working on, hobby-wise? Lucky? Lawrence? Oh. Lawrence okay, exactly. <laughs> As you said, I'm chasing the meta, so actually I've got, <laughs> I've got 20 more... Uh, Sicarian Rustalkers I'm building and then another set of uh, nine Cerberus Raiders. I'm chasing a 27 model of Raiders. Currently I only have 15 so let's see how fast I can build that one. 27 <laughs> yeah. Raiders. Three units of nine. They're the best screeners wow. bro. All right, we're going to talk about that later for sure. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to pick that apart. Um, I have been horrendous. I'm in a bit of a hobby lag, drought kind of. I don't want to use the word burnout because I don't necessarily agree with it, but I'm pretty much in a hobby burnout. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, I've just got a unit of hormigons to finish, and then. I was going to get into the sisters a bit more, as hopefully you all listening would have seen. But we got a big lot of Kill Team and Grey Knight stuff arrive, so that is on the table at the moment. 
cool. we did. We got a massive shipment of stuff from from Dice Arcade uh, yeah. showing up the, the the day of this recording, actually. Yeah. Which would be yeah, all the new Kill Team stuff, um, the Hex Firebox, um, as well as some other non GW stuff, which we're both very excited about. Yeah, more on that stuff probably in the coming weeks. Well, I mean, by the time this is up, you will have seen it on Instagram. Um, yes. It's, which is so some, yeah, some infinity <laughs> stuff, some some books, rule books, and uh, and some minis. And terrain. Oh, absolutely, of course. How could I forget? Miniature scenery uh, sent us a big shipment of MDF terrain, which is going to be epic. Well, yeah, that's cool. so we'll uh, we'll we'll cover that more in a in a later. Um, bat rep and podcast and everything we'll talk about them and and what they're doing and the, the really really cool stuff with our yeah mad plan for that the table yeah, is going to be sure. awesome yeah um lawrence yep i'm sorry 27 raiders yes <laughs> yeah. 27 let's, let's get straight into this what's yeah. going on yeah no because i actually and, and, and why why do you hate us so much <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, because you see, uh, the Raiders is one of the very good uh, admic utility, right? They have, um, you know, like you can uh, move them pre uh, pre the first round, so you can really put pressure already on your opponent. And then of course, if, that... if you are not the first player, and then you can just move them back to your deployment zone. But you see, three of nine units can really put pressure in in the mid board if you would be the first player. So is that an infiltrate and a scout move? Yes, correct. Like you, fool, very nice. I, okay, so yes, there's an infiltrate and a scout move. So the scout move is what is a, is a maximum six inch move no, pre-game, no, right? No, the the pre-game move for raiders are their normal move, which is I believe ten or twelve. Twelve. Or twelve. Yeah. It's okay. Their yeah. Okay. It's just their movement, and then. Wow. But then you say infiltrate as well, so no, no, no. they can. Sorry, be... let, not, not the infiltrate. Not the infiltrate. The infiltrate, of course, are for your infiltrators. And Ross and Ross Stalkers. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, so, three units of nine, right? That's your, ma- your 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 max your max max. Yeah, because yeah, three. Uh, what do you call this one? Uh, uh, the maximum of three of the unit, right? So that's the only thing you can have. Yeah, because it's a fast fast attack choice, right? Yes, it's a fast attack choice yeah. as well. Yeah, so you're not min-maxing, you're max-maxing. Yes. Yes. Um, Which makes sense if you're going to be using them to target them stratagems and buffs and things to try and actually get some damage output from them. Hmm. Yep. Um, so my um, biggest question here is, is it... Is is a, is there a... Uh, how do I phrase this? Is there not an element of redundancy here? Uh, of course. I'm ge- genuinely asking. Not, uh, it's not a loaded statement. <laughs> I'm actually genuinely asking. Is there a sense of redundancy there? Of course. Uh, there should always be a redundancy. Depends on you know, like what would be your game plan is right. So, actually, Raiders is very good in two Forge World, I reckon, which is the Mars, and at the same time Metallica. Mars is because of course they can also have their own canticles, plus at the same time you would have the stratagem of uh, the Wrath of Mars wherein you can have okay so so quickly just for, for people who may be listening and don't understand what canticles are I just want to do a quick rundown of what canticles what, yeah. what that is well that, that's their that's their chapter tactic right yes so they, they have canticles but so, then Skatari are units yeah. which are like a sub 
a subsection have Doctrinas. Yes, correct. And then Mars lets them get both. So basically, right, all other Forge World, uh, Skitari get uh, Doctrinas, and then those Cult Mechanicus uh, unit gets Canticle. But if your Forge World is Mars, Skitari units can also get Canticle. So you're doubling up a buff, an army-wide buff, essentially, right? So, yeah. yeah, correct. So you'll have multiple ways of optimizing whatever their ability would be. Yeah. And that's the one where you pick it each turn, yeah? Yes. So, of course, depend on... Which, depending on like Shroud Psalm is one of them, for example, right? Yeah, so Shroud Psalm, yes, is one of them. So yeah, you okay. see, you have a save of a life light cover for a Cantica, but you also have actually in Doctrina... Uh, what do you call this one? The Bulwark Imperative, which is also similar to Shravsam. So you can really like uh, double buff whatever units that you want to, and then yeah, just strategize on which uh, buffs do you need every round. Right. So you're kind of adding, building adding sorry. To that layer layer effect that you can get with Admex. You're you're layering buffs on buffs, and then you're layering another set of buffs. Yes, on top correct. Of all of that across your entire army. Correct. So, so when I look at um, at this kind of, you say utility, I mean, they're, they're not obsec, right? They're not obsec, but they're very good in, you know, like screening and then, you know, like uh, preventing charges from your opponent because they have, you know, their very infamous uh, stratagem, the ta Tactica Oblica. It was very good before, yeah. but I believe although it's still 2CP now, it's still a bit, you know, I think it's still respectable. It's still very good, like being able to play around with your own movement, yes. giving yourself that freedom, and then playing with your what your opponent can and can't do. And just explain yes. what that stratagem is quickly. Uh, it's called ta Tactica Oblica. So before, right, automatic when your opponent would declare a charge, you can move 12 inches, and then your opponent would already fail a charge because it's very impossible that they can get the charge. But at this time, uh, for their new codex, uh, the opponent can uh, choose or... Uh, have another target for their charge. Yeah, so me it's, it's say running for free movement in your opponent's charge phase. Yes. What's them to love? Yeah, and also a get out of jail free card if they're going to get smashed. Yes, correct. Sure, and I mean like that's powerful, but I think I think it's the the free movement. The, the having because it's another it's another twelve inches, right? It's their movement. Yes, correct. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's just free movement. It, the, that mobility. I mean, you might end up getting closer to the enemy. You know, you're like, well. I was going to get charged out here in the open, but now I can get charged while taking this objective off you. Yes. Or now I can get charged while while doing this or getting engaged mm. or any yeah. number of things like that. And that's yeah. that's really powerful. Um, even, even with them being able to redirect. GK got a, a similar thing with uh, the power on interceptors and I read it initially. I was like, this is weird. And then played it and it's crazy. It's, yeah. it's awesome. Being able to literally double your movement and get onto an objective that you would in, not, not have gotten on beforehand in your opponent's is... turn before your command phase after they've shot at you. It's awesome. Amazing. It's super good. But having said that, because it's a stratagem, right? You can't do that on all three units. Yeah, you can't. So, of course, you really need yeah. to place uh, your units strategically. So, not every unit would be, you know, like be pressuring in the middle board. So, of course, you really need to uh, strategize and then place them tactically. So would you use them as like a forward pressure bully unit? Is that like the kind of focus of like, hey, deal with this stuff, and then while the rest of your army kind of... So actually, I've been, I mean, what... I've been watching uh, a lot of Richard Ziegler's, uh, you know, like, admic plays. So normally, 
you would have one unit of at least eight or nine to be the one being aggressive and the one who would be like responding to the next level of you know uh opponent so that's your counter charge yeah. the, your, your counter your, your your counter unit yes because of course if yeah. you let's say you would be putting them on the right flank the left flank should either be an infiltrator a sicarian unit so of course you know you're you are really giving a lot of challenge to your opponent or oh, where should i respond first is this uh, a very high threat or not so you're disrupting target priority at that point, yes. right? You're, you're you're confusing them of mm. like what is the most important thing that I need to kill yes. as an, as the opponent, and then you're flooding the board with too many good targets Correct. that they need to overcommit to to kill. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like it's it's almost the opposite of a distraction count effects mm. because they're cheap units. I mean, I mean, how much does a, a unit of nine cost? I believe a unit of one Cerberus uh, Raider is at least 18 points. Uh, give me a second. I just need to confirm. Uh, sorry, 16, 16, was... 16 points yeah. a model. So it's very cheap. Actually. Slightly cheaper than two Skatari. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, it's, it's cheaper than an Intercessor. 16 it's, points. It, well, that's the thing. It, it's, it's cheaper than Attack it's, Marine. It's, cheap, it's cheaper than Attack Marine, but it's a cheap unit that yeah, all right, it'll die to a stiff breeze, but... But there's still, you, what, three you, wounds, you, T4, right? Yes, they're toughest yeah. four, with two wounds, actually. Oh. They lost... Oh, two, two wounds, they yeah, one. they lost the yes, wound. But, yeah. Yeah, and I okay. mean, they're, they're not exactly sitting on, you know, two up, three up saves. Um, but, but again, they're utility, right? That's not what you're using them for. Yes. Exactly, and, and that's the thing, it's like the inverse of the distraction kind of fix, where... You, they're not necessarily going to be putting out masses of damage either. You've got the rest of your army, you know, all your chickens yes. and your Skatari to do that. Well, but it's funny because in your opponent's face, and you do have to deal with them because their movement is so useful. Correct. Because they're well, not going to do damage to your army necessarily, but they're going to score so many points against you if you leave them alone. Yes. And on top of that, right? You say, "Oh, they're not sitting there with the two up, four up," but you run shroud some, and you actually sit them in cover because of their advanced move. They are well, on a yeah. top save. <laughs> Yeah, yeah fair, fair enough. Yeah, and then you, you can, can, as you said, make them you can actually up. get them, make them, sit them on a one up, right? Yes, and then of, of course they, you can also arm them with a data tether, and then of course yeah. you can yeah. give a lot of buffs <laughs> from your Skitari Marshal. Marshal, isn't, isn't yeah. there a way for the Marshal to kill a unit to do an action and still like otherwise do normal stuff? Yes, there is a. That's a warlord yeah, trait, a warlord right? trait for that. that yeah, you, know, you still right. can do so, action so, even so though you're... if you're shooting. So your Skatario Marshal can be sitting there going, you, rod in that quarter. You, rod in that quarter. Yes. That's why actually... While they're still... Well, you can't rod twice active. in the same No, no, as in, as in... As in... You, you in... Oh, to tell you what. You, you could potentially have, in three turns, one unit rod in every quarter. Right? Mm. Because you yeah. go... You go... You you do that here. Zip off to the opponent's side in their shooting... Fa in their charge phase. Right? The next turn you're there already, you can move to a better position, whatever you like, rod there. And again, anytime your opponent's devoting to shooting that, they're not shooting your threats. Yep. And then maybe you're, you're using Shroud Sound, maybe you're using whatever that is to make them really tough anyway, so they have to sink far more firepower than they should into them. Yep. Well, I think that's the, that's the crutch point, and right? Then, like that's... And then you're moving them across to the next objective. So your opponent's, do I deal with this nine-man unit of... Of, of speedy boys over here, of, of nothing that for whatever reason I just can't kill with chaff fire. Mm. 
or do I de- or do I devote my attention to the chickens that are tearing my apart, but not necessarily scoring points? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like, I mean, like, it's, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, they're a very good distraction just... unit. I so obviously with you running nine, and I mean, you're running no Taraxi, right? No. With this, so actually, just quickly, what's the rest of this list? Okay, so the list uh, I would be trialing this out would actually be a Metallica list. So because I've also observed, right, if most of the terrains that we are playing are very heavy, like it's either uh, heavy terrain or a lot of dense. Or I mean, of... we pretty much play pretty a lot of yes. heavy terrain so, tables in yeah. our club anyway. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. so that's and, and ninth really benefits from it. Yeah, exactly. That's why we do so it. So Metallica, yeah. right? So they have no penalty for those units that have assault weapons and advance, and then also no penalty for those units that move. So uh, and then with heavy, right? Yeah. So you can, yeah, you can move, move them and move then shoot still shoot. Assault, yeah. And then of course, I believe in Metallica uh, in the Book of Frost, they have a special stratagem that can auto advance into six so you see if you put the rust talkers or even whatever unit that you want your threat range would be at least already 20 because let's say rust talkers movement is eight and then you can have uh what do you call this one your doctrine of plus three movement that's 11 then auto charge of six oh sorry auto advance of six that's already seven 17 movement just in your movement and then of course your charge and put additional buffs to make your charge uh rerolls so are you, are you talking about the uh march to war strat i think so that's the use this stratagem in your movement phase when a metallica unit from yes. the army advances do not make an advance roll instead until the end of the phase add six, add inches, six inches to the so... so the list that's that is, that is it's one cp for that, that well, is... also the, the way it's worded, is it an advance or is it just a modification? No, it's a move. It's a modification to move, which doesn't matter anyway no, because, because they yeah, can receive yeah. penalties for advancing anyway, so I don't yeah, understand it, why it, that's worded that way. It lets you charge afterwards. So the list actually, as, uh, oh, yeah, of as course. you're asking, so uh, it's actually a trade-off from a Taraxi uh, to a, another nine of these raiders. So that would be three by nine raiders and then should be around three by eight uh, Sicarian Rustalkers and then probably three by seven of infiltrators and then just five six by five units of your skitari either a vanguard or rangers and then you will have Mm -hmm. two martial and uh, one manipulus and then you would have one techno archaeologist so he would have the metallican metallican lung uh is that a warlord or a relic so is this two patrols no two patrols right no it's just one battalion oh what uh, Rust Stalkers? It's an elite. Is it, is it an elite? I believe so. They are elites. R- Rust Stalkers are elites. Yes, they are elites. Yeah, and then infiltrators are elites yeah, too. Yeah, so right? you you would also occupy all your six uh, uh, slots of elite, and then five five slots. Five. five. Yeah, if I was oh, going to say. And yeah, then yeah. yeah, that would be just probably your your infiltrators would just be an eight and a seven. And then uh, I, I, this one won't have any Iron Strider Ballistari, so mostly are just those uh, infantry units. And then, right, so you're saturating the board with with little cheap chaff units that have no right to be as tough as they are. Yes, correct. <laughs> or or as cheap as they are. So <laughs> so so you're kind of hoarding. Yes, it's actually. Uh, yeah, it's a hoard list. It's just right? like I mean quote-unquote hard. So I think the strategy would be like, as I've said, you would forward deploy already maybe one unit of your raiders, 
put some pressure on maybe whatever flank you want, right? And then on the left, you would put either an infiltrator. And then you will just respond to whatever your opponent would throw at you. So, of course, um, normal layout of the uh, battle map, right? You would already have at least two objectives on your side and then two on your opponent and then probably one or two on the middle. So you would always just protecting the middle uh, objective and then, of course, putting a lot of pressure on the right or left flank and then just always responding on the threat that the opponent give you. So the strategy would always just be KG, be KG, be KG, be very defensive and then just respond while harassing your opponent. It's a yeah. It's a very cagey. And it's it's a very responsive list. I really I like. I'm thinking about it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a um, lot too. Actually, it's, it's got like um. It's just very quick, responsive. Just, just quickly, can you run this because it's all Skitari? Yeah. Can you run it and as a army of renown from Book of Fire? Yeah, that's one also good thing that I would tell you. So since they are all Skitari, then you can jump to a uh, veteran cohort. Skitari. A veteran cohort. So you have <laughs> you have you have access to a lot of strategy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually ridiculous, but of course. Uh... So just quickly on that though, can you actually use if you run Metallica? Can you use the stuff from both books? Yes. If you are if you are running a renowned Metallica, then you actually and by both sorry. In... By both books, I mean both sub, by both uh, Book of Rust. Uh, sorry, by, uh, Warzone, Warzone Caradon yes. books. So uh, you see, if yeah. you would be running this list, then you need to have three books: your main uh, codex, <laughs> and then both of your Book of Rust and Book of Fire. Well done, GW. You've got more money out of this. <laughs> yeah. I actually. But that, that, that's that's a really nice list, and I, I mean. I like because it. I want to play it. I want to play it and get spanked by it because I, I want to play. I want to play with it. And I want to play against it because it does sound wanna, and all around it. Right. You just want to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if you were able to watch the finals, the Orlando Open between uh, Richard Siegler and John Lennon. And John Lennon, so yeah, the sister list. versus the Metallica list. So this is the list actually that Richard has, but for this for that particular list. He only have, I believe, uh, around 17 ra raiders, and he's planning to make it actually three by nine. So he would be removing right. the Taraxis because uh, there's some like questionable, uh, what do you call this one, right? Because Taraxi, right, they already removed the stratagem we're in when you put them on the board and then pay one CP and then put them off the board again. Which is totally understandable yeah, which is, having yeah. a unit that is uninteractable is just dumb yeah which is very <laughs> correct but what's happening in that particular tournament uh richard is using uh the dune rider the transport and then yeah. he would be putting the teraxi there and then he would be coming off from the uh vehicle and then do whatever uh, things yes. that he wanted and then he would pay one cp to get them off the board so i believe yeah. right there are some talks that it is illegal but in that particular tournament that's, it was permitted yeah that sounds like um that's well, pre-faq right in, the inverse of that is is legal you can bring them on from reserve and have them immediately get into something yes uh can you yes come from reserve and then embark yeah, yes. because it all happens at the end, so you choose your order of happiness. Yeah, right. Yes, okay. Correct. So I've n I don't think I've ever embarked think... into a transport before. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But but I think in, in in this case that may be the 
that maybe if that's how you're trying to play them, you're trying to game it as much as possible, that might be the the, the play is you alternate doing those two things. Mm. Because then either you can't shoot them or you have to shoot, shoot through the transport first. Um, yeah. So, but there's a lot of talk that it yeah. is not, it shouldn't be permitted. So, um, it feels answer. strange given that they've just fixed the whole coming on from reserve then leaving in the same turn. Yeah. And this is this is functionally very similar. Correct. But I, yeah. I think I think it's marginally more acceptable. And it's because they are still on the board. Yeah, that is true. Albeit in a transport. They they you can still get to them. They they're not invulnerable. Yeah, that's true. Well rules is written, yes. So As in like Yeah. Yeah, as in it's legal rules as written as intended. No, because it's a retarded rule. Correct. Well, well I think no, that's, that's what I think that's, that's what, what the I'm... consensus is, right? Like the that's what Lawrence is saying is like the everyone's cracking yeah. a fuss it's... because they're like, yes, you can, but yeah. no, you shouldn't be able to, kind of thing, right? I, I think out of all out, out of all the things that are, are potentially an issue with the Admic book, I'm not convinced this is. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um... <laughs> that's the least of the problems, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yes, but, but, but in, even. All right. Imagine the rest of the book was was perfectly balanced. Um, if that were the case, I'm not sure I'd have umbrage with this being a thing. Um, you know what? On top of that, if yeah. the if the supplement, sorry, if the expansion books, if the Caradon books didn't exist, I would totally 100 percent agree with you. And you know what? It would it would be cool. It'd be a weird toolbox janky list. It would still probably beat Motlis based on how good the core book, the, as in the the Admech base book is. Yeah. yeah. And I would be fine with it. And you'd go, yeah. this is cool. I want to play this. I want to find how I can out-trick this. This is really yes. interesting. The moment you put the veteran cohort plus the extra stratagems plus the extra movement stuff you get from Act 1, you're like, F off. <laughs> because it's just... It's fucking bullshit. But that's the reality. All those additional abilities that we are gaining from those uh, additional expansion books are, of course, for those who Busted. play, yeah, those who play those army are good. But those who don't, then you wait for yeah. your turn. Right. <laughs> and, and 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 I mean that's that, that whole layering of, of of buffs and things that just make a simple unit or something quite oppressive is correct. And and to be fair, I, I don't think the the FAQ itself was wide enough, but. The specific changes in the recent Admic FAQ, removing core from the chickens, um, and, and just the small tweaks, yep, to to, to just delayer some of that, yeah, I think was a good soft touch approach. I know that they could have done that to more of the codex. I, I mean, yeah, remember, but, but the changes they did make, I think, were the right way to approach that sort of change. The because weird was, thing is yeah. with that, and I agree, hundred percent. The weird thing is, is that as you know, Lawrence has got no chickens in this list yeah no chickens yeah. because of the and you were seeing leading up to this point anyway it may be in the last like three weeks um and at least when did the faq drop it was like a month ago four four months ago four weeks ago yeah, yeah. i think it was like the week before ish there was a couple of tournaments where you were seeing ad mech lists with no chickens or one you know, it was like one, just right. for whatever reason. But I mean, that, that's that's the way the meta goes. People people look at a book and go, "This is the most broken unit," and you see them everywhere. And then of course, and then everyone seeing, just works around it. Yeah, people work around it, and people like, start seeing the the deeper levels of the book because it it does take a few times of, of playing them at a good level before you start start really getting into the nuance of of some of the combinations and some of the synergies and and some of the the efficiency you can coax out of a good list. Um, so you know, one thing I think. Yeah 
could this this list could potentially run into a big kind of wall is is T Suns. Yeah, what do you call this one? Their yeah. their their psychic output on the on your forward units, it's like. And their their added resilience against all of that one wound uh, one damage fire as it's, well. Exactly, it's like cool. No worries. Like I can stay in the open and have a potentially one up save mm. against. Sorry, a, a two-up save, and if I'm in cover, I've got a one-up save to all your one damage fire. But But their psychic range threat is like, yeah, okay, it's still 24, it's, but you're, with this list being forward-moving like that, those 27, or say even only nine of them, you know, you kind of use that, like you were saying earlier on, as like one is your forward push and then one's your counter. Well, that first one you push up, that's going to be dead that psychic phase I think so. and it's like and the thing the, the thing you say is like where normally you'd want to put like what we were saying the positive about the, the unit is that or the, the structure is that you'd need to overcommit potentially you know small arms fire or even medium fire to kill it they don't even have case, to touch that yeah. at all and you've got no defence to it you know which is yeah. um, again I'm not saying this is I think this is good because then it'll force you yeah, to change yeah. that again and this is that whole concept of the revolving meta right like we were just saying just just before mm. um, in, in and maybe matchup. not like may, maybe the, the, the flooding and that forward pressure is so intense that the, you know it's not enough but then well, well that's where I'd go with that mm. and, and I'd say that from from my experience playing Necrons earlier in the edition um, and using those warriors to, to do that flooding and to be that board control of being everywhere even in games against your Tyranids, for example, where I took horrendous damage, that board control and that flooding and, and presence really pays out. So in, in this matchup of, of, of a T-Suns against Lawrence List here, mm. I'd still give the edge to the, the Admech. I don't. I mean, I yeah, I would, struggle, yeah, I would. struggle uh, to, yeah. to hurt the Thousand Suns as efficiently as anything else. But, but they'd win on a points damage, mobility game. But I think, yeah. I think their mobility just pips into the post there which that said I don't think it's a bad thing and I think I think that that plays into the way Lawrence has built the list to work yeah mm. um, and of course yeah, yeah. And, and I still and I think that a a a, a, um, a, a really quite good T-Suns player could potentially flip that on its head mm. um, yeah I mean also yeah. I do think that this army could fall down to a very savvy combat player um, could I say multiple combat? I say together. yeah. I say could. Mm. I think maybe um, uh, orcs potentially when yeah. you see Proper what they're actually orcs, yeah. because even then you know like I've watched and read enough about it. Well, not enough, but like some about it where even like the expert orcs players are like I don't, we don't really know. Like right. half <laughs> the really good models, no one no because half because hobby lag right like half the yeah. really good models and the build around stuff no one can actually properly test because. They don't have yeah, it. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, like I think of this list going, yeah, cool, well if if I could get if I could get a single strike marine squad of like a six man or a five man into each of those Taraxis, they're all dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, you know, if they if you if you get touched, you're bad touched everywhere. Or maybe you move one big deal but the yeah. other two are dead. And then <laughs> But you know, it's it, it it still doesn't change the fact that and this is what it comes back to, whether it be Drakari or Admech, that that base book you know, all this we're all we're talking about is one unit. 
you've still yeah. got the whole rest yeah. of the army to deal with. You know, we're literally yeah. this whole discussion <laughs> is so far has been on one unit and, you know, yeah. we're all talking about what we can do to take out this one unit's utility and then it's like, oh, cool, yeah, you've dealt with that. I still have... Now here's everything yeah. else. Speaking of... <laughs> here's the other 60 of... models. <laughs> speaking of counters, and, and I, uh, I'm going to try and, and, and shoehorn this in here. Lawrence. Yep. If, if, you, if you brought your knights to a table and someone laid down this list you've just detailed across from you mm -hmm. what are you going to do about that like, like how are you going to try and approach that the other, so the, i would the be absolute I would other be... end of the spectrum you've got the fewest number of models an army can have um with somewhat subpar firepower for how many points you're putting into it so i would be playing knights against this uh what do you call this one uh admit list yeah 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 i would already concede <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I, I I still believe you know like uh, knights they are very killy, right? But in terms of mission playing game, they won't succeed. Maybe I would kill a lot of models, but at this, uh, in the end, I would still lose the game because of the mission. So, right. Well, is there a way that you can? I mean, maybe no prisoners or something like that. You could use it to. Yeah, one 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 good thing of the knights also because they are vehicles, right? And, and then a lot of uh, the weapons and then the strats of uh, this admic list doesn't work with vehicles. So in terms of fighting, right? Because it's pretty much all all small arms. Yes, yeah, so they are very tough. But as I've said, you know, uh, in terms of uh, primary objectives, you can uh, you can never win. I'm not really sure. Even if you run the three X Magera, and then the rest would just be armagers would beat this list. So, I mean, how many how many Moiraxes with double lightning locks can you take? Uh, always uh, three on the trees, so that should be maximum of nine. But of course, you should be. So you can't take any. You can can't take any more than nine. You cannot take any more than nine. Correct. That's lame. Those lightning locks are hyper effective against Katari. Yes. Yeah, I was just thinking if you could take like 15 of them. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean you would fair, just if you're at the table with 9 of them and you can alpha strike them, I could you see get... you almost wiping the the troops Katari off the board. Mm, definitely. Well, the difference is, well the the problem is though that 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 they see 9 of them. They're deploying everything behind obscure. Yes. Right, yeah. But then also, and then, and then, and this is the kind of whole discussion regarding the whole competitive meta problem, right? Is that okay? Cool, you have a list to counter this, i.e., with your knights. Um, then half your knights are shot off by dark lances when you best curry. <laughs> right, because because you might counter this one specific thing, but then you're going to play five other armies with five. And they're all units. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, the 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 knight one's weird. I mean, it, well. The, the, for the knights, I, I already surrender. I mean, I would just wait for the codex and then see how it goes. Right. So, what is it about the knights that you because they're they're your main, yeah, right? So like the knights yeah. are my favorite army. So what, why? What is it about I'll, them? I'll, I'll add, a, add a slight bit of context to the question too, because as we mentioned earlier, I mean, yeah, you're probably one of the best players at the club. Part part of which I think is. Um, potentially due to because you're playing knights and you kind of have to be a better player to keep up a bit for a lot of it um yep. but you but you're very aware of that you're aware of the meta and you, and you are quite good at it um how do you 
if you're if you're so into in, into playing the competition, why is it that you love knights? That's that they're because they haven't exactly been at the top since maybe the Castellan was released at the, uh, or at least since the Castellan became quite good mid eighth edition. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, as I've said, right? Since knights is my favorite army, so of course you just need to find ways on how to you know like uh, counter whatever opponent that you would be having. So mostly of course would be your primary objective so i would always have you know like a bunch of maybe another uh faction to at least have some troop have some uh, infantry that can you know perform action but at the same time uh i'm not really sure if you know uh putting a pure knight list to be very competitive of course there are some very good players that's that still can do it but I really don't see them, you know, in this ninth edition uh, game to really be very good unless, of course, when they have the, their new codex to be, you know, like having some ability of like an obsec, things like that. And as uh, also, I just want to have to put into a context, like because we were we were talking about knights. So I really just find them very cool, right? The robots, they're so huge, and then the weapons, the, the models, so good, so. The first time I, I think I built a knight was in 2016 and then I just really fell in love with just this one model. Unfortunately, that time I was in Singapore, I don't have any friends who play 40k, so I just keep on just watching YouTube. And then uh, I only went back to this 40k uh, last year because of the lockdown and then yeah, everything yeah. is already history. I've got at least I think 24 knights already. And just... That was my next question: Was just how many knights do you actually have? <laughs> so many. I mean, we've seen the we've seen the photos, and it's like, and then you didn't you just buy the the um the Serratus and the Atropos and all that as well. Yeah. So I have four new Serratus knights, right? So two are lancers, one Acheron, Acheron, and one Atropos. They're very cool. Oh, I mean, just amazing. The Atropos is probably my favorite knight, um, both it's, looks it's, and it's... tabletop. It's just like it's the combat knight hunter, right? Like it, its yeah, whole it's purpose cool. is to like stalk and destroy knights in combat. It's cool. Yeah, it's got to be the Porphyrian for me. Just the the look of it, like it's yes, it's like a, like a baby titan. Yeah, just seeing them on, I mean, I mean, on the table. Oh, that's stuff, the big right? one, right? That's the big, that's the big, big, big it's, one. It's right? it's the largest class before yeah, yeah. you get to a scout titan. So yep, it's, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, before before a warhound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the um, what's the what's the one with the sword and it looks like it's got the the Black. it's like a mini vault Vulcan heavy heavy bolter on the right hand. Oh, that's the castigator. The one with the, the castigator, yes, because uh, it looks yeah. like it's like hunched over, like a Grim Reaper style, you know, that lanky arms. But it's like, I don't know, it looks like the kind of soldier photo you'd see in like Nam or whatever. Yes, those kind of like distended looking dude that's like a hardcore smoker. Like that's my picture <laughs> of that, and I was just like, I'm actually building. What he's doing. Kong, 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 kong. <laughs> I'm actually building another one castigator, and then I actually purposely bought you know like a third party sword because i don't like the sword as you said it's not so good it's short so i bought this one from a third party uh it would really good it would really look good after 
Mm. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's... I can't wait to see how that comes out, yeah. Yeah. That's mad. I mean, they're cool. They're cool. They're uh, they're a lot cooler in the... I, I, I think the um, the law behind them is quite interesting with the, the houses and yes. stuff and that kind of... that Some uh, books have done it really well with the kind of like aris- aristocracy but without the ridiculous corruption and power stuff. Like, it's more the the honour side of, of aristocracy that kind of shines through... Well, that I think that shines through in it. And... I, th- I really like that. I really, really like that. And that the you know these houses have their disputes, but then they like, especially around the heresy and stuff as well. It's really cool. But even yeah, even yeah. the modern stuff, that's definitely a cool bit of lore that I wish Gita really explored a lot more. Mm. Um, because it's kind of like similar to the Imperial Guard style lore stuff, which I'm kind of the more and more I books I read, I I, I get drawn to that I think I just. Maybe they're more relatable. I, I don't know more relatable stories, but the idea of um, you know three people stuck in a night working together is kind of very similar to say like three or five guys in a tank, you know, during yeah. World War Two kind of thing. That kind of imagery of that camarader, that camaraderie and that mateship and that you know idea of being stuck in this thing that's so powerful, but you kind of still stuck in this thing with three people that you might not like or whatever, yeah. you know. And there's <laughs> and then the whole honor and family where you've covered it's just really cool. And maybe it's just because it's so relatable. But do you like the law, Lawrence? Like, is that something that's drawn you to the knights in general? Not particularly because I don't have a lot of, you know, like readings for the knights, but my favorite household actually is House Griffith because I only knew that they are like uh, dragon hunters or dragon killers. So that's why that's that's my favorite house. But other than that, I don't have enough history of the knights. I only mm. love them because of the looks. And then, you know, like what I've said, once you put them in, a, uh, in the bottle map, Oh my god, they look really glorious. They do, they do. especially oh. on like a, a well, yeah, a well filled out terrain board. Mm. We've got, and we've got plans to do this, which will, which I think we'll, we Dalton and I have discussed that we will definitely be including yep. your knights of, um, oh yeah, Tyranid Apocalypse game yes. with Imperial Guard, and it'll yes. be uh, sorry with with the Imperium, and it'll be probably all your knights with like all my Tyranids. Yeah, like, and then Space Marines and and things, and it'll be a narrative game that we'll do on the channel with all of us in it, and it'll be it, it's, epic. Yeah, it'll be, it'll it'll be, be so epic, nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll have Haridans. We'll have um, you know all the big bugs and just loads of little ones, and then just like knights everywhere, and it yeah, there'll be, be big, crazy big robot and monster fights and. Carpet, oh, carpets so of bugs and just everything. Yes. So Guardsmen's just screaming and being like <laughs> top of, topping themselves and everything. <laughs> Epic. Epic, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy. Then you've got you've got with knights and admech in in uh, in 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 your playstyles, yep. I guess. Is, how, how do you find j- jumping between them and and that sort of thing? Like, is there, is there a big difference of experience in in breaking out your knights to a game and and breaking out the admic? Okay, so initially, right, uh, my experience with the knights because they are very strong in terms of shooting, right, ranged weapons, really very keenly. So I tend to have that kind of style. And then pre ninth edition Codex of Admech, I used to play the castle, uh, the castle of gold with the castle and robots. 
Those. <laughs> oh, don't even, don't even get me started. Oh my god. Those immense. Half my Death Watch army just like taken off the board. Turn one. I'm like, oh, great. immense number of shots, right? So that was my playstyle. But because I, I also keep learning from you guys. Like, uh, Lucky always wants to, you know, all the melee fight, 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 charge, charge, charge. So that's why I'm developing this skill. Like, okay, I shouldn't just be playing one style, but I also should be collecting, you know, like models. That's that are very good in melee. So, but I still mm. always love to shoot because, right? If you can shoot your opponent without just doing so much, then that's like half of your game done. But of course, yeah. because of the yeah. terrain and then everything can be obscured, then of course you should also be, you know, like an aggressor in order for you to find them and then shoot them, which doesn't work, of course, for the knights because actually you can already see them. They are not blocked by obscured. I remember first turn against a Tyranid, like you killed my oh, yeah. <laughs> Knight Magera. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's very awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not that's sure. Bar- bar- barbed Hyrajul and a Dimecheron together, killing a, um, <laughs> a Magera turn one. And that was pretty much game over, really, because then we just wrapped around and did everything else, and it was like a mop up. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, so my playstyle actually is just, I really love just to shoot. So if I would pack all my models or my units with a lot of weapons that can just shoot, 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 and I'm, I'm already happy. So I guess Ultramarines will be your next army, yeah? Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> I, 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 I had an Iron Hands before, right? But I quickly sold it because I'm not sure if I'm a Space Marine player. Well, they're on the rise now again. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't. You haven't really expressed too much love for Space Marines. Mm. I'm not. There's no Space Marine players in this podcast right now, so you <laughs> yeah. know, no, it's <laughs> not a lot of Space. For... <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, they're on the rise too, man. They've got some pretty cool stuff, yeah. especially with like bodyguard and Volkite contemptors making a Volkite contemptor a character and blocking it, and that happened at. Sorry, excuse me. That happened at, um, I think that happened at to Orlando as well. You know, like yeah. literally having a Volkite Contemptor that can be blocked. Sorry, um, protected by bodyguard. Um, I think um, the Hellstorm Wargaming, mm. Mikey from Hellstorm Wargaming did a did a, a video on that, and it's just like, yeah. Dreadnoughts with core and then and then characters and that you might see them come back. You know, you might yeah. you might see Iron Hands have a have a resurgence maybe which as we, Space Marines. Which would be good. Like it, it's it's good for that to change and for Yeah. For, for armies to, to come back into the spotlight. Yeah, of course. I definitely yeah. I think it's 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 good for things to change yeah. with well designed rules that balance the yeah. with a balanced <laughs> game. Yeah. Not um weird janky stuff existing to make certain factions be relevant mm, that's very yeah. true um but you know mm. we can only hope yeah um so that, that might uh, wrap it up a little bit for, for that topic and we'll uh take a, a short break i'm i'm sure Lockie will need more beer <laughs> and, <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> we'll leave you with it with a quick word from our, our sponsor DiceArcade.com.au All the biggest brands in miniatures and wargaming Free postage over $250 And remember you can use the code RISKYROLLERS to grab an additional discount when you're shopping on the online store So Thanks Tim Yeah <laughs> Yeah, thanks Tim um, Right So the next topic we're going we're gonna to 
sort of discussed today was uh, competitive play. We've, uh, we've mentioned several times now that um, that Lawrence is often engaging in, in trying to build these, these more competitive lists. We've had a pretty good discussion about, about one of them as well. What what draws you to play on a, on a more competitive level? And it's, it's a question for both of you as well, because I know, Lucky, you're especially drawn to it as well. I'll let you go first. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Okay, so my background before this uh, Warhammer 40k is a uh, competitive uh, card gaming. So I also join a lot of tournaments for card gaming. And then actually it's in my, I think it's in my blood to just, you know, like play games and then treat it as competitively. Uh, so as in like magic? Or like what kind of competitive gaming? I'm playing uh, card game. game of Thrones. Oh, game of Thrones. Oh, didn't... Yes didn't even know that was a card game there was a card game but it was under a fan it was under fantasy flight games but now they oh, okay. they, uh, okay, they yeah. stopped supporting this game because i believe of course the season is already over for quite some time now and then yeah, yeah. so i used to play that in singapore and then of course i want to play competitive because you see you would also meet a lot of different people who have different backgrounds on their love either for the game or for this 40k and then you are learning from them so it's not just uh, you know like the your goal to win but of course goal to gain friends and then learn how the meta evolves learn how different armies play things like this so uh actually right we haven't i'm not sure if you guys already joined a tournament uh, here in victoria so supposedly we are supposed to play last week but it was cancelled and yep, then yep. <laughs> yeah. we uh we, we had a big old spiel about this uh last episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um telling everyone how butthurt we were about literally three tournaments being canned so there's well, I, mean, I mean one of them is still going ahead we just can't go to it there's one coming up this october yes so i um uh i would be playing forge world metallica with that one so uh, that would be my oh, yeah, that's... very first competitive Sorry, uh, yeah. game, and then yeah, I'm just actually looking forward. I would of course be bringing a very good list, but I'm not also expecting much out from from it. So, are you bringing more or less this list? I'm not sure that we've spoken yeah, about previously. Uh, uh, maybe very identical because I'm not sure if I would be able to get 27 raiders. Maybe I because currently I only have 15, so I'm not sure if I would be able. to reach 27 by that time if not then of course i would just use my terapsy sterilizers instead well yeah. i'm gonna go on an extra hunt then and make sure i get those models for you because i think you'll do really well with that list yeah. here oh okay yeah. let's see. see um so we'll have to we'll have to band together and have to try and get, get yeah get, get that because when because we're not going to that are we Tom? that's the uh, one that's... that i had very strong opinions oh, about yeah, last yeah. week that's, that's right it's, it's the one that, that you don't want to have any fun at uh, yeah it's, it's the comp it's the comp one mm. yeah. i mean look I, I i i like the event um i yes it's uh, not my it, thing, it, yeah yeah but it, it sounds like a lot of fun and i definitely i'd, I'd love to see how you do it that one um Lawrence, yeah. with if you bring in this list or, or however whatever variation of it is like love to see how yeah also guys goes. one thing when you join competitive games right there's a lot of like promotion so they would i'm not sure I, 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 here right because i haven't really joined anything yet but when i was joining like this uh, game of thrones card game they would be giving you a lot of promo cards so those are very nice alternative cards that you can be using so there are so many things that you know you can enjoy when you're joining competitive games well that's the thing yeah, i think yeah. you know one of the key aspects of you saying why you enjoyed it was 
I mean, from what I got from what you were saying was the social element, right? Like it's the social part of that that is it's probably just as important as the actual competitive gaming in and of itself, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, gaining friends, so, additional friends, that's very good. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that should always be the focus. I mean, it's always about building that community and growing that community to, to create a, a positive experience for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And, and don't you, get me wrong. You can, you can you have know, like, you can have events within that and, and competitive tournaments and things that that are at a bit more competitive and a, a bit more serious level. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, you are still if you're going to that and, and enjoying it on that level, you're enjoying the competitiveness of it, and you're not going in it to to beat another person. You're just going in it to to play the play, best play game. The game. Yes, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. really interesting. A really interesting point then because that's um like I, I i enjoy a good tournament and a, and a good bit of competition but i'm not necessarily interested in competing for the sake of competing per se mm-hmm. but yeah. i am interested in becoming a better player um just for the sake of, of, of being good at the game and appreciating uh, decent and, and good play and that's sort of my main draw towards the competitive side of things is going to to better better myself as a player and, be, and engage in that in that side of the game. Yep. Um, so, 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 where do you fall on that whole thing, Lockie? <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I like competing for the sake of competing. Yeah. Because I mean, that's just my history of of competitive sport for a very long time, and and martial arts and and fighting and all these kinds of things. Like the idea of 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 competition against another person is is I find that is is extremely satisfying from an internal challenge point of view mm-hmm. like yeah. um especially with 40k being such a you know it is a complicated system uh, with a lot of variables and probably to my own detriment I like looking at things going I'm going to take the weakest thing and I'm going to make it work yeah Okay, I'm not going to the full hundred percent of that. I'm not taking Gene Steeler calls to tournaments, <laughs> but I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm taking Tyranids to, to tournaments, and I'm not doing that trip Dimacaron thing. I'm not doing that, you know, 120 gaunt kind of thing. Like trying to find, it's probably never going to happen, right? But I find that enjoyment, and that's where I get the, the, the enjoyment out of becoming a better player by testing myself through adversity sort of right, thing and yeah. that's where that's and that's what I like about the idea of, of, of a competitive um, game and a competitive yeah. scene I, I definitely um, I'll come come down hard with you on that on that on that point I mean I'm tr- gonna try and bring two reanimators to a tournament in, in November so yeah I mean <laughs> I mean but that's you, you hear about it all the time and, it, and you hear about it if you if you hear the, the, the pro guys like the Art of War guys and and um, they they might talk about it and a lot of other com- high-ranking competitive players like you know Mikey like as we said earlier from Hellstorm Gaming and those kinds of people that have been in the competitive scene for a really long time that say you know sometimes this player that they know of or them themselves just bring out this crazy weird list everyone's like whatever like that's not gonna do and it wins right or it wins a GT or or it places second or it does something Mm -hmm. and then the fact that that happens automatically makes people think why or what am I doing? And it's yeah. kind of that 
and and from what I've seen, heard and spoken to with people, that's very common. Hap- very commonly happens here in Australia. That's that's more or yeah. less our meta, right? Is that people is, is actually the, the actively, yeah. yeah, like <laughs> go out of their way to go. I'm going to take something so not what everyone else is doing in yeah. the rest of the world, and be like, I'm going to make it work. Mm. Yeah. And I like that. I think I think that it speaks volumes to our kind of underdog Australian nature. Maybe yeah. like. Maybe there's some I mean, deep-seated yeah, we, 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 kind we like of connection the there. We root for the underdog. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and it's just cool. Like, you ever hear of some list that just is just weird and just not expected, and you're like, that did well. Like, not even wins. Like, just did well. You're like, like how? Cool. how? How do they manage that? Yeah. And it's, like, that's it's really just, cool, yeah. It's, like, similar to someone taking a super fluffy list to autonomy. Like, man, got a new bro. <laughs> because <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you assume, and you do assume, that they're going into it with no misconceptions about... What the problem? What the most likely outcome is going to be, right? Yeah. There, are, your your assumption is that they understand that they're probably going to lose. They're probably going to go zero and five, or, or or one and four, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're still like having a mad time because it's like this is just dumb and it's fun. And then if yeah. it works, it's like cool. Well, I like yeah. that. I think that whole concept for me is great. Until yeah. we're at a point where forty k competitively is a you know, real, I don't want to say real competitive sport, but like a properly funded slash whatever. (laughs) Yeah. However, however you want to justify the, the word, the the letters that all come together to create words for that. Um, you know, I I feel that's, that's the kind of way I'll enjoy it. And then the moment it starts getting closer towards that, then I'll be like, okay, now let's kind of look at it a little bit differently. Let's, um, let's really get serious about it and, and yeah. really engage with that aspect of a, of a competitive event. Exactly. I mean, like, look, I've always been super competitive in, 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 in everything. You know, I, I see painting as competitive. You know, when, when <laughs> I see someone paint something really awesome, I'm like, I want to do that better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or I want to do it. Like, maybe not better, but I want to do that as just as well or whatever. So, yeah. I see everything. really well, bro. Oh, thank I reckon you. when you bring your <laughs> army to those events, you would win the best painted army. I think you're definitely in with a shot, mm. for sure. Yeah. Thank, thank, thanks, guys. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and the, um, but that's just how I am. And I think those things are really good for the um, for the game. I think it's, yeah, it's really yeah. good for the game, because especially down here, because you see things get a change where it's not just the same space marine army or the same admec army yeah. or the same whatever army like and this is me speaking to the maybe australian meta a bit now or, or just the variety of of army you know australia is known to be a more chaos orientated grouping yep um which is weird considering then, we don't have i think any chaos players in in this little group here or many at all we got in our two. club we got two death two? guard myself and mike oh death guard okay, yeah. yeah all right yeah yeah but in terms of normal CSM, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. no <laughs> CSM. We we are like ninety percent Xenos. Yeah, seriously, it's weird. I think I think Lawrence is our most Imperial heavy player. Yes, yeah. I'm loyal to the and then Emperor. And then we've started to get a ridiculous influx of custodies, which is just oh yeah, there's think, three or four different custodies players. Four <laughs> right, the new people that have joined. There's like four custodian players. You're like, oh guys, go away. <laughs> uh, so you know, whatever. I mean, I mean, not not really, but um, there, there, there's some fantastic custodies paint schemes coming up in the Discord at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, custodies are great. 
they really are they're really cool um i mean i, I, I think that. you and i are two of those players right yeah yeah that's it. <laughs> that's it. i'm hoping for t6 in their decks anyway oh, that's, anyway. that's not dope that's uh, not should be another another very bro that's another that's that's another yeah. hour and a half podcast just on that topic alone well actually all right speak, speaking of our, of our local club and what we've got because yeah we've got a few xenos books and, and that sort of thing there um and the only we've got what i think i'm the only drakari player at the moment and haven't played a game with them yet uh, in the club and i think we've got so one other one are other you person. a drakari player then really well <laughs> no, i mean I've, I've, I've painted most of the army so far yeah 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 <laughs> I've got those three Raiders uh, Ravagers sitting on my desk that have been almost finished for the past three weeks. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, so I've got them and I've got Necrons. We've got another Necron player. But there aren't too many ninth edition and, and sort of top tier armies being thrown around other than, say, the Death Guard ones. Yes. So, so how, does, how, does that, how, how does that come around to you, Lawrence, when, when you rock up with your Admech and... and like, like, do, do you tend to think about that at all when you're when you're building lists to to come to club days and, and for more casual events? I know. Actually, when I play uh, with our club, <laughs> just like no, uh, straight no. up no, yeah. no. no. I, 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 I don't, don't, I, I don't care. Raiders and... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, you see, I would always play knights, right? So, uh, I mean, here and there, I would add some admeg, like just the troops, but not entirely my main detachment. My main detachment I, 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 like, I like your Admech Knight soup lists. They're, they're, they're fun lists to play against. Yeah, because uh, I am very straightforward to like my opponent, right? So I would always tell them, you see, Knights, they are very tough to kill, but at the same time, I can't play uh, straight objectives. So you really have a chance. So, But if I can shoot you clearly, then I'm sorry. You would also quickly die. So, I mean, when mm. casual games, whenever I would be playing casual games, I'm not really thinking of those like very, very metalist because of course, unless you are really playing like to practice for, you know, like a tournament or something, or your opponent would also be playing a very good list, then that's the only time you would be playing that kind of list. But uh, but just for uh, casual games, then should always just be friendly or casual list. Unless you're yeah. playing Lucky's Death Watch and you want to bring all your... Yeah. Mortal wound robots, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Now, when I'm playing our tyrannids, then we can we can talk properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult one to be in. I mean, we kind of touched on this previously uh, in our previous episode, and and hmm. more in terms of you know Forge World and and the relative nature of. Um, paying to win kind of and, yeah. and, and armies that are well, well just with Forge Sorry. World as well and, and that idea of paying to win I'll, I'll throw it out there I'm not convinced that Forge World at least in Australia Forge World units are necessarily the best or or, or, or the most um, efficient in any given list the main thing in Australia was they were just so hard to get um, for many years yeah they've, yeah they're, they've just sort of they've always seemed like like the, the holy grail of, of hobby and expensive well, that, that's the thing. They're, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like hard double to get the price, right? Yeah, you, you can you can do the the price conversion from from pounds to dollars and then double it. Um, yeah, and that's what we're paying. Uh, yeah. Um, plus shipping and and all that kind of stuff. But and and for that reason, I think we've we've got this idea that whenever someone does 
devote that amount of of hobby budget and time and effort into bringing a forge world unit and it comes in and we sit on the table and it and it you know destroys half our army or, or whatever it does we sort of go oh forge world's the greatest rules and stuff i think a lot of that potentially just comes from the people that are willing to put that much effort and stuff in are probably some of the better gamers around uh, who devote more time and energy into being good at the game as well as the hobby and, and what they're putting into it. Not always. Mm. But I, I think that's definitely contributed to that idea of, of Forge World being better than... than... I mean, here for, yeah, here for sure. Yeah, I mean, I at mean, the same... At... This is probably more specifically an Australian... I mean, it's even to that point, though, like, you know, there's no... Because of the, 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 the difference of the meta here... And again, this is this is also a little bit of just what I've been hearing. You know, I've only been back in the hobby now for two years after a big hiatus, as you can, you all know. But you know, I my ear holes are constantly plugged with everything and anything 40k. You know, yeah. because of what we're doing and just you know, we, we, being in lockdown, we, not we being to, able to actually to clean, go out and do these things. That we have to we clean Nerglings out of your ears every time we want to play a game against you. That's it's, it. That's it. But it's a whole process, man. <laughs> yeah, but you know, because of Rona, we have to find a way to kind of be be relevant and, and understand what's happening, and kind of you know, you do your history and learn whatever. Yeah. Because we can't physically experience it, right? So, from my understanding, is that when those things are, you know, the Magueras, the even if you were to say like super heavies or even like the Diamond Carons and stuff like that, based on how everyone else plays here, like it doesn't it still doesn't it's no guarantee yes. that it's gonna work right like yeah. and, and that's 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 the thing i think is really interesting about being in this part of the world and and experiencing it from a from a new slash old returning player looking to really branch into that and kind of you know dive head first inside out first whatever into it kind of go let's get it all in and around us yeah because there's so much to learn and unpack and then because all the majority of the content we get as you said you know Lawrence, at the start of this you were comparing you know your basis of your list is 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 off richard seager's, seager's mm. list who's a you know a north american player you know there's no guarantee that that list is actually going to work that's very true well, you, you might rock up to that event and, and come up against um some janky you know demon list that just rinses you yeah, um, exactly. That 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 if they took that to an American event, they'd get wiped and laughed out of the tournament. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> and demons are massive here, especially with like yeah. I mean, prior to if GW's FAQ where they just completely ruined the list, yeah. but you know <laughs> the army, but with the Bellacore thing, yeah. um, you know. But I've heard some crazy like the normal blokes. Um, I think it's Liam. I'm, I hope I don't get that wrong, but one of them <laughs> is a really. Um, uh, prolific demon player mm-hmm. yep. and uh, you know he just goes through that that thing and talks about how weird and janky and the fact that you could start have a unit of 10 horrors that end up becoming 30 and it's just like what <laughs> yeah. like what? how does that work yeah. and it's just cool you know and that you know out of all the reviews of that book that I heard from American and English people never heard someone so excited about the book and yeah. that in and of itself is really cool because there's oh, yeah. There's a whole diverse, different um, spread of opinions, um, just purely based on 
where we are geographically. And that's yeah. exciting for me because I'm like, cool. It means yeah. all, the, all the crazy weird stuff that I want to do. Like, I want to do a, a flying-only Tyranids list, which is like <laughs> Hive, Crones, Gargoyles, Sky Slashes, and, ha- and a Harridan, and just be like, whatever. I don't yeah. care. We're all flying. <laughs> yeah. Have fun. <laughs> Well, I mean, like it, it's it's really cool in that sense as well because, as you're saying, we we get all this this content and these podcasts and stuff from from the US and from the UK, and we can take all that information and all of that that input and then go, well, that's great that we have our own challenges here as well. That we then we take all of that and we have to we we have to then adapt that to, to what we have around us, which mm. is really cool. Um, a, a cool extra challenge we've got down here as well. Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, it doesn't need to be. I mean, look. For people, if anyone is listening who's not from Australia, you know, everyone, every country in the world at the moment has got their problems. But you know, we can't leave, barely can leave our houses. It's tough. <laughs> it's really, it's it's tough. Everyone here's, I mean, yeah, gone, you know, everyone's <laughs> gone through their own struggles, you know, globally and that. But when you're seeing, you know, parts of the world are opening up and we're literally still stuck in it, it's it's very frustrating. FOMO is real <laughs> right now. Yeah. it's very very real. <laughs> Um, you know, and I just can't wait to get get out there and you know explore it all together. And yes, I mean, I mean, Lawrence, you and I, I'm going to need to throw down some Jakari against this. Uh, yeah, Admech list you're uh, you, you're running. Yeah, but you get these ravages painted up and and sink some of those dark lances into. You haven't got any vehicles in that list. Into what? Into yeah, a yeah, single? Yeah. Into a Skatari? I mean, I'm going to bullseye some Skatari with these. Yeah, but truth to be told, I still believe that Jokari is still the best army as of today. Um, uh, I think that's, that's yeah. pretty contentious. I think with with, with the way that um, Book of Fire is treating the Admech and uh, and just the way I the mean, whole meta has shifted subtly, I think you've probably... Probably... Statistic, statistically, from tournament info, they're they're still better. Yeah, Trukari's still the yeah. best. Uh, they're winning. They're winning more. Um, they're still more prevalent. Yeah. Um, I, look, and I also do think that's a little bit because um, Admech kicked up a bit, a much bigger dust pile than what Drukari did. So yeah. people just everyone else just teched in to kill them because they knew it was going to be prevalent. Yeah. And then, you know. Poison, for example, it would probably wipe this army. Yeah. Right? Teching heavy into poison yeah. would probably yeah, be pretty epic true. because he's running no vehicles, yeah. Yeah. I think I think both armies and this is the this is the hot topic, right? Yeah. I know we're getting on, but both armies, no matter what, you know, you just take the most basic list or whatever list that you have, Dalton, for Yukari yeah. and this list can literally deal with everything. I think so. Well, actually, there is right. there is more or less nothing you can't deal with. I mean, you say that. I'll I'll go briefly on a bit of a tangent here, which is that I think, like, the rest of the game excluded, the Admech and Drakari books are actually reasonably well balanced against one another. Reasonably. reasonably. Against one another. Yes. To be honest, I haven't read the Drakari book, so I don't know. But right. yeah, fair, fair play. Um, but in this case, like I'm, I'm thinking about your list, Lawrence. And I'm going right. Yeah, I, I can see tool tools in my toolbox uh, in the Drukhari book mm-hmm. that counters it. I could tech heavily into and counter your list hard. Mm. But I'm also then at that point, I'm actually building a pretty weak, relatively Drukhari list against a lot of other things. Oh, yeah. I'm actually well, it's op- kind of the same argument as before, right? Up, well, that's the thing. I'm actually opening up a lot of weaknesses in my own army to do that. And mm. I'm thinking about like my. I've got a, a couple of. 
not like super uh, super competitive or super like um, optimized lists, but I've got a couple of lists I'm playing around with just to to play as more of a, a mid tier Drakari, which is still very good, obviously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's Drakari, but but like a mid tier list. And I'm thinking with both of those, I think both of those would struggle. I think one of them would do slightly better, but both of those would struggle against your list because you've outmaneuvered me at that point. You've got too much in too many different places, which is the one thing that that the Drakari are designed to do is is to or is the one thing that they're uh, potentially. I guess Eldari in general, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, at the moment, the the other books are sort of struggling with it, um, just given that they're a bit older. But that's what they do: is they they maneuver and they're across the board. Uh, and a lot of the strategy revolves around that maneuverability and, and running those raiders in in every quarter. And you're kind of going to pit me to the post with that one. Yeah. And then as far as as killiness, well, because of the way that the the power that the Drakari have, hoarding up the infantry does cause problems for us. Um, and even before the Adnek book came out, Adnek were one of our hardest matchups because you'd see you'd see those those Skatari heavy lists that would struggle to put down. Um, so I think in this situation, yeah. right, this specific example. Yes. Yeah. It's not necessarily who plays the primary better; it's who trades up better. Yes. Yes. And, and, and I by trade and, and by list... trading up, just to people yep. who may aren't necessarily competitively driven, trading up is you know, I kill you, you kill me. But is your unit more valuable or more points heavy than my unit? Correct. Right. And I think right, in so, this so... in this specific list matchup, um, the the things I'm thinking are that this specific matchup. I'm, I, I'd be running a few like boats and things like that, and they're not efficient against this list. So, so whenever Lawrence manages to to down one of those, he's trading up almost no matter what it is. But I mean, okay, yeah, but what's he taking it out with? How, how's he taking he's, out he's, a boat? Uh, he's taking it out with um, all the Skatari firepower. They they can throw out their. Um, anti-vehicle versions of their is it the galvanic rifles that do it yeah but Um, he's only running he's min-maxing that right so he's only running msu yeah so So he's he's not dealing with the boats as efficiently as he could be but i Mm. think he's dealing with my boats more efficiently than my boats dealing with his infantry oh yeah that yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah, that's 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 where i'm going with this Um, that's true and then because Um, i've put so much into boats my infantry, sure. I think my infantry may be, I'll say, equally as efficient at dealing with his infantry as his are with mine. Uh, more in the case of the witches and, and their combat. Yeah, I was going to say um, you, you smash that every day of the week, and yeah. your incubi. Yeah, but I, I'm not maxing out the number of incubi I can have though either. Um, yeah, that's and, true. And, and again, like it's sort of were I to build a, a really competitive list, I think it it'd go a lot differently. But, um, it's very, it's very yeah. interesting because I it, it's a good test, yeah. right? It it's a yeah. good it's a good test to go. Let's run a massively just 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 out of a uh, interest of you know an experiment. Mm. Yeah, let's take a really heavy infantry ad mech list with all its jank and all its um, utility and all its crazy objectiveness and let's do the same thing with the admin mm-hmm. okay both lists may not be optimized in certain ways and let's just see how they play that up is, that, that is a really how do they trade yeah. up against one another from one to one in infantry wise we can do that I mean just and, just carpet the board uh, with what witches and cabalites essentially 
I think that's a cool that's, test. That's man. a really I interesting think... idea. I mean, I'm not convinced either list. Well, it's not a good list per se for the Jukari, but it's an interesting one. And literally, like as we've been talking about it, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, going, I reckon you're spot on with the balance between them, the books themselves. Okay, this this is. Drukari being able to play with Cold of Strife, and this is also Admech but playing also Admech with Veteran, their two books. Veteran Cohort, right? So yeah. this is at their max. Yeah. Also non-refined list, but we're talking pound for pound here now, mm. right? Like, we're literally yeah. talking... We're, we're, we're doing a pound for pound comparison, point to point, whatever. However you want to... I mean, point to point is a bad word. Pound to pound. Pound, pound for pound is a better um, uh, metric, I guess, to, to compare, or, or whatever, analogy, whatever. Sure. Words. Um... I, I want to see yeah. it. I kind of really, I, yeah. <laughs> I really, I reckon we should play that game and do it on the channel. Yeah, I, I reckon we should. Um, yeah. I, I reckon if, if, should. if that's something you guys would be interested in in seeing, make sure to let us know in the comments or hit us up in the Discord because yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I'm truth to be told, guys. I'm, I'm coming around to painting another twenty cabalites for that. I have hundred twenty yeah. skitari. <laughs> 60, 60 vanguards and sixty rangers. <laughs> Well, I'm hoping that I will be able to functionally and productively and efficiently run like 110 gaunts, 120 nids, or, you know, eight carnifexes and two big bugs and smash. So, you know, maybe there'll There's be a, a time really where I can... Interesting skew lists and stuff that we can, we can play around with. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I would very happily love. Sorry, I would I would be very happy to sit out on that and watch you guys play that on the channel. I think that would be really cool. I think that would yeah. be a four hour game. <laughs> no, I actually think it'll be like a turn one or a turn two game, and that'll be it. I reckon. I think we'd very very <laughs> quickly be over figure out what's going quick. on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. I think I think you'll know by uh, midway through turn two exactly where that's going. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, well, on that note, um, I think we'll look to wrap up. Uh, thank you so much, Lawrence, for, for coming on and, and being our guest here in episode four of the Risky Rollers podcast. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great, man. You've, uh, you've given us some, some good insights. Yeah. Uh, keen to, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll definitely have you on the channel too. So it's, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. good. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you for, for being on. Uh, thank you again, Lucky, and of course, thanks to all you for listening. Make sure to tune back in next week for episode five, and uh, make sure to, to be subscribed and following and all of should that. Should we should we tease what episode five is? Well, if you insist. Oh, okay. Do you want to take this one away? No, no. You can. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, uh, <laughs> all right then. Well, for episode... That's also because I'm not actually 100% sure what <laughs> Quick, come up with something quickly. <laughs> no, it's here. It's here, but I don't have it open, so... <laughs> I mean, I mean the, the doc you're referring to is empty. Um, no, All right, so, okay. So it's episode episode five. As, as Lockie is referring to, is um, our first guest from outside our, our little club group, and it's going to be uh, the big man himself, Tim, from Dice Arcade. Yeah, we're going to be chatting yeah. with him about about his store up in Sydney and his commission painting, um, 
Yeah, it's even more a more a hobby uh, a hobby orientated one. It, it, um, it will be actually less of a gaming, more of a more of a hobby. Um, both the the community and and I guess um, community and and a little bit on on what it's like to to be running a hobby store and that sort of thing, and then also on on painting and less about commissions and, and more just about the painting and the hobby side of things. We'll we'll have a, another episode on commissions later on. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, it's exciting, one, especially. Yeah, it's gonna yeah, be cool. Sure. Cool. Thanks, everyone. Thanks very much. We'll um, see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.